Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is Wearying and Waiting from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 to 31. Praise the Lord. Thank you for God's faithfulness. And um, even in the midst of chaos, bad news, uh, this day, every, every day, you and I turn on the uh, media, uh, all we see is bad news, disease, war, rumor of the war, strike, demonstration, um, Usually, I turn on the news on Sunday just in case any breaking news I need to be updated. This morning has an uh, interesting news about two hippo in the Belgium Zoo contracted with coronavirus. This is the first case so far the scientists recorded, um, and perhaps from human to animal now. And so, uh, it is just interesting to say that the world is, uh, is you know, uh, is going crazy some way. And uh, the only things that we can rely and trust on is the Lord our God. Amen. This morning is the first Sunday of the month. So, we're going to take communion together. For those of you who are um, staying home, I hope that you still have enough time. If you forget, this is the time that you can prepare uh, a bread and a, a cup, uh, a, a juice for, to partake with us. And as I reflect on, you know, the whole uh, series that I'm going to share with you during this Christmas season, uh, December, uh, and... Um, and with the, um, the reality that we live in and we face. You know, one of the beautiful things about having relationship with Jesus Christ and having his word is that we face the reality with full of faith. We don't ignore, we don't look the other way, try to, you know, avoid it. But we face it with, with, with faith and we... Uh, enter through it. We go through this uh, pandemic together, fourth wave, and um, look like the fourth wave, we have casualty, right? The first three wave, I, I you know, can tell the Lord, and uh, Lord, you have been merciful. None of our, uh, our church member or team got infected, but we have casualty this time. But it, they're still thankful that, um, you know, it, it's considered is minimal, right? And uh, so this morning, I want you invite you to to partake communion in a way that enter into relationship with God. And let me read for us the um, uh, passage in Matthew chapter eleven, twenty eight to thirty. And this is should be familiar with all of us or most of us. Come to me, Jesus inviting. All of disciples and those who have ear to hear, come to me, all who are all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So it's an invitation uh, with a promise, with a with an assurance that each of us, by faith, we come to Jesus. That that those who are weary, those who are burdened, and we all, in many ways have our fair share of weariness and burden, whether it's financial, emotional, or physical. Uh, I will give you rest. The rest in the Bible is not just sleeping, not just, uh, you know, um, just do nothing. The rest meaning fully surrender and trust. The rest implies waiting as well. Uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, 
and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So besides that Jesus sent out the invitation to us, the disciple, and even 21st century believers, he uh, invite us to enter the rest with him, with his presence. And he, he clearly explained and laid out that because he is gentle, he is humble. And um, we read the Old Testament, we see whether we like it or not, we see there's a, there's a, there's a God, a both, you know, a very gracious, merciful. At this other time, he is very, you know, is the, we saw the wrath of God uh, and punishment nation. And even when we read that, and some even cannot take it because he can punish even the whole clan or children as well. And, and, and in Christ, he absorbed all of that. So all the punishment have been dealt at the cross. And the invitation we have today as we look back, we look back to uh, the event of, you know, the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, that he sent his son with full of love. And, and he, uh, the, the baby Jesus grew up as a humble man and a very gentle person and therefore we can trust to enter and find rest for our soul because he clearly said that the yoke that you and I have is going to be taken care by him that's why it is easy easy for us but not easy for God because he he, he took all of the sin of the world into uh, pour out into his son Jesus and burden is light even there, a degree of burden in our life, we can trust that we can put it on Jesus that he will take for us. So I would like to invite you as you're going to take the communion to reflect on your own burden and weariness. What are they? And you can just simply hand it over to Jesus. Rest, wait, and trust. And keep following him. Amen. So right now, the usher will pass the uh, cup and the bread. And just spend a couple minutes, just talk to him.
Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. May I invite you to take the bread. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. May I invite you to take the cup. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for what you had done 2,000 years ago. We look back, we're full of faith, we believe that you are alive and you're living right here, right now. And Lord, it's just not some cliche or something that we just have to recite with a positive thinking. This is the reality. This is true. This is true word and the truth. And Lord, whoever believes in you will have eternal life. Not only that, the eternal life begins here on earth. And those of us who are humanly will, will wide and made, and even the fallen nature of, 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 of men, of, of sinful nature, we're all weary and burdened at some point, and we need to have rest in you. Wholeheartedly trust. Whole, the, whole, the whole of our being put our trust in you and believe in your word. And Lord, we also learn to take the yoke that upon that 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 on you so that lord we learn to we learn to lean on you we learn to give it to you what seem have been worn us out burden us whether it's just sometimes it's just a stinking sometimes it's emotion other time is a psychological makeup at the time, even with family drama, that we all bring that to you because you promise us that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Lord, I pray as we just part, uh, took together the communion, Lord, I pray that this is not something that we just say, but it's the reality that we live in, that each of us, will encounter you today in a deeper way, intimate way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Good morning, church, again. It's good to uh, see a number of you here in person, and I cannot see how many of you online, but I trust that you are doing well. Now, if you are not doing well or you're not feeling well and you would like to pray for us, let me know. You can share in the public chat or in the chat prayer. Uh, and um, unless the Lord give me uh, the spiritual gift of uh, the gift of knowledge, I cannot know what has ha happened happening in your life unless you let me know. Right. And so, yeah. So we continue to uh, journey on the last um, a patch of 2021, and um, the uh, first message I'd like to share with you as I've been praying for this Christmas series, and um, the title will be Wearing and, uh, and Waiting, and uh, it's not going to be, uh, you know, say, Pastor, why, you, uh, you know, Christmas is supposed to be celebrated and why you are talking about this, but I just want to um, uh, say, uh, Sensitive to, you know, the reality we live in. Uh, we are living in a time that I don't know about you, but uh, I believe that in many ways that the whole world, the whole world, um, that, you know, the pandemic has been wearing out many people around the world. And uh, we, are, we all are affected in some way. Agree? 
I don't know about you, but yeah, I mean, even that we uh, locked down and, you know, we have um, only uh, one, uh, our brother Oliver got, you know, COVID-19, uh, but um, the rest, uh, some recover with the job, uh, others still searching, uh, some business not doing well, and, you know, we, we, it's been, you know, wearisome. And some of us weary because your pay cut, losing your job, business is not sustainable. Others weary because they are waiting for a promise to be fulfilled. It can be a promise from your employers, your boss, that maybe last year he or she promised you to give you a raise, and even this year, nothing happened. And or your loved one, um, you you been where because you're waiting for a promise to be fulfilled, or a friend, uh, you know, said you know do something for you, but you know uh, end up is still waiting. Um, uh, joke aside, you know this uh, last week, uh, Brother Thompson just uh, managed to came back to Ho Chi Minh City and he fulfilled his promise. Uh, you know, give the the two boys the burger, and uh, I managed to uh, to uh, take some share. And um, well, that's uh, that's uh, it's uh, it's almost like an uplifting, uh, but you know, in, in a small way, right? In a small way. But I think the important thing is uh, relationship. Uh, our relationship with God is um, say intense, intensify or enhance or um, it's, it's closer in a way when we really encounter uh, God promise, God promises uh, fulfilled in our life, at least in our lifetime, right? Now, for the, um, the Israelite God's people, do you know the people in the Old Testament, how long they, they, they had to wait for the Christmas? <laughs> You know, if you're talking about the prophet Isaiah in chapter 9, uh, verse 6, talk about, you know, for unto us a child is born, unto uh, us a son is given. And during that time about between that, that prophecy until the time of Christ, the arrival of the time uh, of Jesus arrived, uh, born, is about 680 to 700 years. Now you want to move further that already there is the first, oh, in, a, in a sense, is a, a prophecy in Genesis chapter 3, uh, verse 15. And that will, uh, the God, when Adam and Eve sinned, and he, will, uh, he, he, he gave them a promise. I will put an enmity between you and the woman, meaning the serpent and uh, Eve at that time, and between you and your offspring and her, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Of course, at the time the people listened to that uh, message, they have no clue what that really means. They just thought, okay, so after the Eve descendant, and it's carried out. But they sometimes they fully, cannot fully fathom how that is going to play out. They know that, you know, the, the seed of the woman, uh, you know, to Eve, and then later on will be uh, uh, Noah, later on will be uh, uh, Moses, and then Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac, and then the Isaiah continued to, and all the prophets continued to point out the coming Messiah, the coming Messiah, the coming Messiah. So, God people have been waiting for, even count, if you count Genesis, maybe four to five thousand years if you are young earth camp. You believe the earth is young, just about you know five, six thousand years. But if you be, don't believe that, it'll be even longer. Okay, so whatever camp that is, it's very long, 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 long time for God's people to witness the event of Christmas. So our generation, we living in the time of the Old Testament has been fulfilled and completed in the New Testament. The promise of the Messiah that came already, people witnessed and recorded of his death, resurrection, and ascension, 
and the promise of coming back. So we are living in a time of all the prophecies fulfilled what the Messiah Christ has already arrived and His kingdoms come already but not yet. Already here but not yet fully fulfilled until Christ returns. So while living in a time in the same way, anticipating, in the same way, looking forward to the returning or the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the same way with the Old Testament, people looking forward for the Messiah to deliver them. Some of them miss out, right? We read in the New Testament, we saw quite a number of them miss out, even though they know God's word, the law, the Old Testament, the Pharisee, the Sadducee, the Sanhedrin, all the religious leaders seem to miss out that only those, maybe the Gentiles and some of the Jews and who really see there is something in Jesus that they might be waiting for. And even they see with their own eyes, they need to believe and put completely their trust in him. There, t- there were times that even his own family doubted him, uh, and they, they did not believe him until they saw with their own eye the resurrection. Now, at the resurrection, even they doubted, is this is true, or is it a ghost, or, or is it just some kind of illusion? And, but that's why he has uh, have to been around many regions, and to let people really even examine the evidence uh, that he is truly alive in a new body, in a new form. So that there, there, there are tons of witnesses to confirm the account of resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, for us, we usually long for Christmas. Uh, and as at least we just wait for one year and talk about season, right? We just wait for once a year. Now, uh, the question I want to ask us is that even though that this pandemic has caused many of us feel weary and burdened, and sometimes we wait, that costs the burden as well. Um, about two weeks ago, that I received some good news verbally. So someone came and delivered verbally a good news and, um, and told me that in next week, which is two weeks ago, that I will give you, send you the package. And uh, I've been waiting, waiting, and, um, and nothing's arrived. <laughs> I, uh, I joke aside to a friend and say that in Vietnam, when people say this week, can mean any week, not, not this coming week. <laughs> so just in case you live in Vietnam long enough, you have not figured out, <laughs> I tell you. So, so, but I've been waiting for 20 years and, you know, and not feel anxious like in the last few weeks because the news was verbally delivered. But I need to see the package, right? As a humanly speaking, we need to see things that is tangible and things that is can, can, can touch, can hold, you know? Thinking about the promise or the news, even the good news that the angel that's going to declare, you know, to Mary or Joseph, I mean, the anticipation is long, at least nine months and a half for those package to be arrived. Right, and 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 has to be tangible, and 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 they. So God, it's in His sovereignty, you know. He He kept promise the Israelite there would be coming a Messiah, but well, since the time of Jesus, a couple thousand years, since the time of Isaiah, you know, is uh, six hundred years, and that's long. I mean, think about year after year, and they have to keep telling their family and generation there will be a coming. Of the Messiah. I just felt for our Jewish brother and sister and friend in still stuck in Judaism that the package has arrived, but yet they cannot recognize. In a way that it only can be recognized or detected by faith. 
even if Jesus Christ is here today with us, I suspect maybe some cannot recognize him. Christmas come, Christmas goes away year after year. People put up on Christmas tree. People busy shopping, put a package on the tree. People have party. People have eating. But has they been really recognized Jesus? Jesus, is Jesus in present in their daily life? Or they have to wait for Christmas? Sometimes waiting, and obviously waiting is, is wearying. And waiting without hope is miserable, is a mystery. Imagine that the people of God waiting for the Messiah, and I think they've been weary a couple hundred years, and, and they, they have, your, you know, that grandpa, you told us about Messiah, but where is he? I don't know what you are waiting for in your personal life, in your family life. But I just have to guess here that we all have a moment of wearying. We have been weary somehow. Some of you are student, just like, you know, uh, teen I remember when I was um, 12 or 13, I can't wait to be 18 because uh, uh, the Western world promised me that the 18 is freedom. Uh, little did I know that 18, you have freedom, but if you don't have the resources, there will be no freedom. You mean like you have no job. <laughs> you, can't, you can't make your own, own living. There's no freedom. And, and so some of you as 19, you just can't wait to finish high school and, you know, can be free and not under the guardians or the, 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 the control of your parents. And maybe some of you have been wearing out because you stay home that your parents told you what to do and you have been, you know, weary and feel burdened and you feel like, I want to be free. And now those of you already passed the college time and, get, you know, go to works and you can't wait to see, receive the first check, the first paycheck. And then one check after our check, you can't wait until, you know, another promotion and so on. We all have expectation and we all have a degree, the inclination and prone to be weary. And that's make all of us human. Now just do with me. Let me read for us the passage we're going to look at today is in Isaiah chapter 40, uh, verse 28 to 31. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint nor grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increased strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Uh, this is in the context of, you read early chapter like 39, you see that King uh, Hezekiah that shown uh, his treasure uh, to, uh, uh, you know, the enemy. And, and, and Prophet Isaiah said, because you have shown everything, that they will come and take everything from your house and your son and your children, everything. And it's just striking. Isaiah said, uh, okay, at least they don't do it in my lifetime. <laughs> I mean, you, how selfish the guy is, right? So, okay, my time is peace. The, the, the problem is next generation. 
And then, the, then Isaiah continued to comfort the people. They comfort, comfort all people and, and remind them about the greatness of God, remind them about the promise of God, remind them about the, the, uh, the deliverance of God. He, he continued to be a God Almighty and the deliverer. I mean, if he had done once in Egypt, and he continued to do it until that all the prophecy and all the fulfillment of prophecy would be done. They didn't know it's 700 years after that. And so here the Isaiah kind of remind uh, the, 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 in a way, suffering, in a way of, of, of being weary and longing for God's deliverance. And, and uh, they might just have to think, because when they read the account of Exodus, they think, oh, it's going to be happened soon, it's going to be happened soon. But, but it's not going to happen soon. And even there are more, you know, there will exile, there will be more suffering. And they say, where are you, God? Where are you, God? And so Isaiah, both that God sent the message of punishment, God sent a message of judgment, and at the same time, he sent a message of comfort, assurance. And they want to make sure that people learn how to wait. Because it's not a natural human tendency to wait. This is why we're happy to invest in things that can make things instant, right? We want, you know, uh, the invention of microwave. We want faster motorbike, faster car, and we want everything faster, faster internet. That's why we need it as well. Uh, we, want, we want a very fast relationship. That's why all the dating app is like booming as, as mushroom, right? People don't take the time and process to, to make friends, keep friends, and build relationship. They just want either swipe left, swipe right, swipe left or right. They just need to find friends by a swipe. And that's terrible. <laughs> Can't build relationship by swiping. Right? It takes timing, it takes resources, it takes relationship with God, Jesus Christ, and relationship with others. It's a process. And so the process of the, 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 the God's people is, it's, it's, you want to remind them, waiting. So point number one, I want to put a question for all of us, is worrying anyone. And the answer is simply everyone will eventually grow weary. Everyone, even youth, even children, even, you know, athlete, even, you know, Olympian, even, you know, all of it, they could go weary. Even the most have the strongest man, you want to show the strongest man can pull a plane with the nose ring or with the belly, whatever that is. He's still weary when he, you know, it, it can be emotional, can be physical, can be, you know, spiritual. Even as Christian, sometimes you have to be honest that, you know, People find themselves being weary going to church. Because for them, like, is what what's the difference if I, you know, not going to church, stay home, or I do other things? What's the difference? Because I come church after church, uh, Sunday after Sunday, class after class, Bible study after Bible study, uh, and I remain the same. Nothing changed. I don't see God promised for me a good job. I don't see my business is growing. I don't see that I'm single. I'm praying for the right one, and God has let me wait for the last 10 years. Nothing happened. Is God is still around? Is he still hearing my prayer? I hope that those who are single one, you don't need to wait for 100 years, okay? I hope that uh, the Lord will answer at some point, that sometimes even the least expected. But one thing that we all need to learn is to wait. Because the fact is, whether you feel strong and you said, uh, you know, I'm um, I, I an active person and, you know, I never, you know, will we'll never be weary, you will be wrong because even Jesus himself, on his human side, he was weary. And uh, if you remember uh, John, uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, um, in his humanity, the Gospel writer recorded for us a very interesting 
account event that, you know, he came to a town of Samaria, Jesus. It's called uh, uh, Saika, near the field of Jacob, had given to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. So the Jacob well is a, a physical location and can be uh, located with the accuracy of 99%. Uh, and I've been to that physical location. And uh, because the well, you cannot move the well. All right? So that's from the ancient. And so uh, the well was there, and Jesus was weary. The Bible tells us Jesus w- uh, was weary as he was from his journey. So he walked and was sitting beside the well, and it's about six hours. And you know the story about the Samaritan woman at the well. I mean, Jesus, of course, his God, he'd been, he, his humanity, he was weary. His divinity that he knows is something going to happen, and he knows something going to uh, he he gonna share with this lady, and so he is the one is waiting for the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman is in her routine. Why six hour about noon time? Why six hour? Because that is the time that the less people. Because perhaps with the contact, is that perhaps that a whole town know her lifestyle has been adulterous woman has been living her life style with, you know, pro, uh, promiscuous, uh, prom, what's the word? Promiscuous, right? He's living a lifestyle that is the, the whole town know. So in a way, shame and guilt. And, and I don't know, but the culture probably she cover her face with veil and she tried to get in the, the noontime. Nobody wanted to draw the water from the well. And just her routine. She picked the time because not many people there. And even the disciple came back and surprised that Jesus was there and talking to the Samaritan, not to a Jew, and, you know, and the rabbi, right? So, so they were surprised later. But Jesus was waiting for the Samaritan woman. Not the Samaritan woman waiting for Jesus because she didn't know, right? She, she caught her by surprise. And, but she'd been weary. With her lifestyle as well. She, been, she, been, she had been weary with her lifestyle. And maybe she tried to get out of it, but she can't. Because she found that this is it. The whole town already labeled me. And it's true. They write. Uh, they correct. This is me. I have five husbands. And the one that lived with me is even not my husband. And uh, nothing going to change. This is my identity. I'm stuck. And Jesus was waiting for this weary Samaritan woman to deliver her, to deliver the good news. So you don't have anything to draw out of the water. Saying, if you believe, there will be a living spring and well. And I'm the one that going to give you that, the eternal water. And she was, after, of course, the confession and that, you know, uh, you are, must be a prophet so you know my past. And then she burst into joy and, you know, ran to her village and declared, I have seen the prophet, I have seen the Messiah, is he? And tell, you know, she told the whole town, the whole village about what she had experienced. So if you and I have been worried by something, it could be our own sin. It could be the sin that other cause us stumble or take us off or cause trouble in our life. Whatever that is, I want you to know that Jesus is waiting for you as well. Jesus is waiting perhaps as the figure of speech, the well, right? The meeting place. Thank you. The meeting place where sinner encounter the Savior. And each day of our life as we enter so-called Christmas season, you might want to ask yourself, what is the things that Jesus is waiting for you to do, to bring to him, to meet him? Those who are of you who are weary and burdened, come to Jesus because even you are the strongest person on the planet earth 
you will eventually grow weary. Amen? Are you still with me? The second point is Isaiah wants to tell God's people, waiting. Waiting is not a fun word. <laughs> waiting is not a happy word. <laughs> Nobody say, today is so happy because I'm waiting. <laughs> you know? Uh, but waiting with hope, waiting with assurance, waiting with, with, you know, with faith that it will come to pass. It will happen. It, it can bring both joy, excitement, you know, without, you know, sometimes struggle. But with the assurance, you know, that one day will happen. Think about God's people. One day will happen. They don't know when. They don't know when. They just know one day will happen. When Christ will return and, you know, no more tears, no more pain, no more suffering. When? We don't know. We don't know. But just when? When are going to have a new job? When are going to have a new, you know, promotion? When are going to get married? We don't know. But one day it will happen. You know, um, there's a... Bible verse, maybe later you can help me, uh, maybe in Psalm somewhere, you know, a day, uh, a day uh, in heaven is like a thousand years on earth, right? You, you know that verse, right? Yes, 84, yeah. And um, I believe some people can take that literally, some people can take it as a figuratively uh, speaking. Uh, but interesting in, in terms of, uh, you know, science, um, you know, one day in, uh, in other planets is longer than one day on the planet Earth. You know that, right? It's, uh, you know, one day in Earth is 24 hour, to be exact, 23 hours, 56 minutes. But if you want to live in Mercury, another planet, 58.6 day on Earth. So one day that in, you know... Uh, in, in Mercury, it, 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 it's 58 days on Mercury. It's like, you know, one day on Earth. So, I mean, just interesting about, you know, the, um, the, the, the solar system. And Pluto, about six and uh, four, uh, six and a half, almost six and a half Earth day. Because God created the universe, all the heavens and Earth. So the minute that he created, he bring to creation, there will be a concept of time because time, almost time was born. Because he is the eternal one. So eternity is in his hand. It's almost he outside of time. He outside of time, we stuck with time. And therefore, what we think about time is very different from what God thinks or knows or creates about time. For him, is he not affected by time? He has his plan, his will. He will carry out his promises to his people in his timing. That's why it's very difficult for us as his people to wait on our time scale, our timeline, our own definition of time. Are you still with me? So Isaiah reminded his people comforted the people of God that those who wait in the Lord will renew their strength. Their strength will be renewed and won't grow weary. And now they use beautiful languages that talk about, you know, because they have used metaphor. And, you know, like the, the, they will wait in the Lord, renew their strength, they mount up like wings of eagles. So because uh, I think uh, even us today, maybe not, not the fan of animal kingdom, but we, we uh, animal planet, sorry, animal planet, the, uh, the discovery channel. Uh, but we still know that eagle is probably uh, the bird that can fly very high, right? Uh, I remember, I never knew that. I remember Oliver, the pilot, said that, you know, he can saw eagles sometime with the plane. So that's so high. Wow, that's really high. And then move can move very fast and soar like an eagle and it's, it's, it uh, creates strength. You know, eagle is a symbol of strength and, 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 uh, and height. 
And so, so the, the Isaiah said, you know, those who know how to wait on the Lord, not only their strength will be renewed, but they also can raise to the height, height of, of the relationship with God, and height of, of being in a, in a position that you begin to see the earthly thing with different perspective. So when the ego kind of climb up to the, the height, and when you see that, you can see, you know, with so-called, you know, ego perspective, we see the whole range of the terrain and easy and, and beautiful than those who are on the ground and cannot see the perspective of those who are on high. Are you, are you still with me? They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Talk about those who wait. Is not a passive life. Just look at the ceiling and do nothing. Those who wait live an active life, but continue to wait upon the Lord of the God promises. Active life with hope, with full of faith. Waiting is not about doing nothing. Waiting is that doing something still in faith, but with full of hope. It will come. The package will be arrived. It will come. And it's like you and I are waiting. Imagine this is like, say, first century. And, and we heard about the Messiah coming. We heard about John the Baptist say that he's the one that, you know, not even, uh, you know, I'm not worthy even to just to, to take off his sandal. I'm, uh, he, he, he's the way. And, and then he, he, they saw the miracles after miracle, healing of the sick and, and water turned into wine and all of that. And yet, you know, some of them still in disbelief, some of them even honestly, Lord, like the one who, who got the, 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 the son's, um, the, the son got demon possessed and say, help me, Lord, my unbelief. So it's confession. And those who, who just flock and running after Christ because they saw something is in him that none of the religious leader can, can even uh, tell them. And, and the word in the Old Testament to, at that time during the community is almost like death dead to those spiritually dead but it's alive and living and promising and and fully you know and energy even the the the, the account of the birth of, of jesus with zacharias you know with the the magnificat with the the praising of mary is that always exciting because they see the package the package the promise is arriving and it's the reality they live in we don't have Jesus' baby manger today. And even though some of us want to remind ourselves with the, with, with the, the scene, right? With the Christmas scene uh, to remind ourselves, which is okay. But I, I believe that, that, that if you and I that know how to wait, that Christmas is almost every day. Christmas is almost every day. We need no decoration. We need no uh, shopping from time to time, we receive gifts. It's okay. It's nice to receive gifts. But the, the spirit of the Christmas is for those who have been weary and those learn how to wait. We wait. And that's where we renew our strength. Waiting also including rest. You know, one of the things about the Sunday Beautiful is that some of you told me that I wait all week till Sunday. I work hard and I can't wait until we meet again on Sunday. Which means that they longing for, you know, of course, the corporate worship. But I also encourage you that, you know, you and I should wait upon the Lord every day. We can do that in the morning, whether 5 minute, 15 minute, 20 minute, half an hour. Because when we wait on Him, our strength, physical strength, emotional strength, spiritual strength will be renewed. Why? Because we're running out every day. That's why I need to refill, rejuvenate, renew, uh, re-energize. Because we are not superman, superwoman. We, we, we don't need to take energy drink that to, to keep us pumping. But we need Him to rest. And He gives us rest. 
those who are weary come to him. Waiting is perhaps one of the best kept secret of strength gaining. But it's painful. It is painful. It's like those who go to the gym, those who do, uh, you know, whether it's just a traditional gym or CrossFit training, you know, you, you, you put the weight or body weight, you put the weight on the muscle so the muscle can, cr- can grow, right? And, and, uh, but th- the process of putting uh, the weight on the muscle so that the muscle can grow is a process of pain. And oftentimes people say, no pain, no gain. So waiting is painful. How many of us want to go out today and say, I'm going to be a waiter? <laughs> oh, the English word they say, you know, we go to a restaurant, we have a waiter, waitress, right? Waiting what? Waiting to serve. Sometimes, you know, I'm not careful if sometimes I walk in a restaurant, not in the right mood or hungry, you know, hungry and angry, we call it what? Hanger, right? Hang. Hungry. Hungry. Hangry. Hangry. You have angry and hungry, you got hangry. <laughs> and then we're not careful. Sometimes we lose our temper or we lose uh, demeanor, uh, lose our cool uh, to the waiter and, and, and waitress as well. But think about this. We are all supposed to be like waiter. Waiting for the Lord. Waiting to serve. Waiting for His promise, His work to be done in our life, right? We are waiter and waitress in His kingdom. In many ways, regardless of our vocational position, whether boss, owner, or manager, or staff, we are waiter and waitress. We serve. We're waiting. I'm waiting to see you every Sunday. I'm waiting to the Lord in the morning to pray and ask for you know, God's deliverance on certain things in our family life, our loved one. Some of us are waiting to get married. Some of us waiting to have children. I'm not saying that some of us want to wait to get rid of someone. It's just the reality sometimes. It's just painful too. I'm waiting for something in the last two weeks. And I hope it will arrive on the Christmas day. As, you know. But the, the thing is, when people came to me and deliver verbally, and I just say, wait, you know, where is it? Where is it? You know? and, and so it's very disappointed and painful when someone, you know, do not keep their promises, right? Think about God. If God did not keep His promises, it's just so disappointing and so painful. And Lord... You know, why are you so slow? Why are you not, you know, keeping your promises? Well, something that even God's people need to wait for generation after generation after generation. Waiting will help us to gain strength. Amen? Maybe let's just... um, that's uh, two questions and two points I want to present to you today. All of us will grow weary eventually. But those who learn, who know how to wait, their strength will be renewed and they will not grow weary. You know, sometimes we say, it's, it's contradictory. You say everyone weary, but those who wait will not be weary. Yeah, because wait, you allow time for God to work in your life, and that's where you regain your strength. And as you let, imagine you have, you know, your battery is flat, and then you have charge again, and the battery is flat. So you will not go weary. You can go for a long run. So as a pastor, I have to remind myself, if this God's call in my life has to be a long haul, I have to pace myself out. I have to learn to wait upon the Lord and not rush and not demand God has to do something according to my will but uh, Lord I want to do things according to your own will so what are you waiting in your life if you have grown if you have have, have, gr- uh, have grown to you know weariness wearisome or you've been feel burdened perhaps perhaps you have not in a posture of waiting 
waiting with intention of God will do something very different that you get yourself busy and be distracted. Okay? So that's why a lot of us feel very agitated and very uncomfortable to wait because we have to find something get distracted. On the elevator, we have to get our phone out because the, the atmosphere of the elevator or the lift is silent. And we're scared of silent. We just have to put on the music on, try to you know, do something. Those who are driving car or motorbike, you have to put the music on all day because you fear of silent. You fear of, of waiting. You want to be distracted. And today, the world offers you multiple channels to be distracted and not waiting. Because waiting is like you're in the room with God, waiting, waiting. You look at the clock. This is why those who are in prison is, is painful because they have to keep counting days and hours. Waiting. You will renew your strength when you and I learn to wait. Amen. Let's just spend five minutes. Lord Jesus, 
you had done the most important things and the most important promise to your people, generation after generation. From the day of Adam and Eve to the day of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, to King David, to descendant of King David, down the line, the lineage of the Messiah, Lord Jesus Christ, Savior of the world. You had done everything. And Lord, maybe there are time or there were time that we are still waiting for you to do something. Perhaps certain promise that we read in the Bible, even though that completely fulfilled in the biblical narrative already, and yet sometimes we don't see it fulfill our life. Maybe because we're counting on our own timing and we count on our own plan and will. Lord, is there one thing that each of us can think that what you are waiting for us, what is Jesus is waiting for us? Maybe character to be Christ-like. Maybe a certain relationship, our relationship with you, relationship with other, to be healed, to be reconciled. Perhaps a testimony that we can testify, but we have been chicken out for so long. Scared of peer pressure. Scared of people's perspective on us. Scared of unknown things. Perhaps our life is not fully or totally or not wholly surrender to you. We still want to hold some part. We still want you just part of our life and not all of our life. Maybe some of us still struggle between give you 99% and still hold 1%. What is one thing that each of us think or know that you are waiting for us to, to do? To adjust lifestyle to walk in certain path, certain way that we might have been veer off and not really walk in line with your word. Lord, as a psalmist, I pray for our church and pray for all your people. In chapter 25, verse 4 to 5, that the psalmist asks, make me know your way, O Lord. Teach me your path. Sometimes, Lord, we, we cannot wait or we don't know how to wait because we don't know your ways. We don't know your path. Lead me in your truth and teach me. If we are living in a lie and we walk in a lie, it's almost impossible to know your way. It's almost impossible to know your truth. It's almost impossible to wait. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. All the day of my life. Lord, if you are the God of our salvation. Waiting for one day, one year, one decade, one century. It's still like a blink of an eye. Even our whole life can pass before us like a blink of an eye. But those who wait will see your way, will see your path, will see your truth, will, will learn with a teachable heart that, you learn to, that, that we learn and you teach us how to wait. Waiting. We tell others that we can trust in you waiting upon you. We tell others that we can have completely, uh, completely believing in you and trusting and following you, even though we cannot see. Even though in, in, in a foggy situation, in the pandemic, in things that are uncertain, we still can trust you. Waiting. And we know that all of us, all of us, will eventually grow weary 
whether today or tomorrow. But Lord, help your people learn to wait today. Not, not trying to use our own strength to accomplish things in our own desire. But let us all desire to walk in your way, learn your truth, learn your path, and wait upon you. We thank you, Lord, for this morning as we uh, both anticipate, celebrate uh, Christmas like we remember the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.